City of Heroes podcast, episode 48. Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Happy July, heroes and villains and those undecided. pre <laughs> <laughs> We're here to bring you the July installment of news and commentary and excitement. Tasty tidbits. <laughs> of our favorite MMO. City of Heroes. Which you know, because you push play. <laughs> <laughs> so shall we launch into the news about us? Our news. Our news. We'll get it over in the beginning, and then we'll get into the City of Heroes goodness. Mm-hmm. Just add a couple quick news items, things that are happening in our world. First up, we made the shortlist of the Parsec finalists again. Yay! Mm-hmm. Go us. We are so excited again. <laughs> we know we were up against some stiff competition, and we're happy to have gone from just nominee to finalist. Yes. The second time. That's awesome. I say we go Susan Lucci and we get like to the shortlist 19 times. <laughs> That's my goal. <laughs> Wait, that means we have to go 17 more years of podcasting. Yeah. Um, we'll have to talk about our goals. <laughs> <laughs> Chooch wants me to realign my goals, everybody. <laughs> but this development has kind of pushed us over the fence. We we're wavering back and forth on the fence. Mm-hmm. And now that we've fallen on the other side, on our we butts. are going to Dragon Con. We're going to Dragon Con, y'all. Woo! First Dragon Con ever. Ever. For us. Yes. <laughs> and we know in the past, on Twitter, on the forums here and there, some people have mentioned that they are also going to Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. So, hey, let us know if you're going to be there. Yeah. Hint, hint, Immortal Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there. I know I recognize it's a big place. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on. But all. if we even hear of one person. Yeah. And because we aren't going to be presenting, we're just going to be like there enjoying it. It's not like yeah. Balticon was where we had a hard time finding time to do a meetup and mm-hmm. never did. We can easily schedule a meetup. Yeah. Even if it's just one person. You. <laughs> <laughs> looks at you. Slash E looks at you. So yeah, we got that going on, and another quick announcement. We recently sat down and discussed The Watchmen and other comic book movies with T. Morris. T. Morris, author of Moravi and the Bill Above Batting series, mm-hmm. Podcasting for Dummies, All of Twitter all is Twitter. his latest book. Co-founder of Podiobooks.com. That's right. And just <laughs> a generally fantastic, all-around magnificent man. Yes. Great writer and knows his comic books guys yeah we are definitely (laughs) shamed so we discussed that for a while and yeah we're gonna drop that in the feed as its own episode we Mm -hmm. tend to ramble you know how that goes you know how that goes geeky discussions tend to happen so we get to chatting yeah (laughs) oh and it's gonna be marked explicit Yeah. yeah so know that it's nothing like crazy, crazy, but yeah. we do drop the F-bomb here yeah, and there. It's something bit. that we're, you know, we want to let you guys know. Some little racy yeah. content. <laughs> but we had fun. T's always a blast to hang out with. And mm-hmm. We loaded him up on <laughs> really fattening food and beer. And <laughs> just let him start talking about comic books and superheroes yes. and stuff. It was pretty cool. Yes. I've got the first submission to this is why you're fat.com. We'll see if it makes it on the page or not. <laughs> oh, no, it's actually my second submission. I did submit a sex tuple stuffed Oreo picture. Oh, my gosh. That's right. <laughs> yes, chooch. My healthy, healthy chooch. <laughs> so. So if you're interested, pick that up out of our feed. Yeah. And it is long. It's probably going to be over an hour and a half. Yeah. But, you know, we had fun, so listen if you like if you don't mm-hmm. we 
won't cry too much. <laughs> <laughs> On to actual game news. <gasps> Game news? Is there anything going on in City of Heroes? It seems when you go, you know, three, four weeks in between. Stuff's going on. Things happen. Yeah. <laughs> Hopping. Well, the past few weeks has seen a handful of Paragon Studios and NCSoft people joining Twitter. Mm-hmm. Our favorite social networking chatty time waster. Life's <laughs> <laughs> Recently seen are Positron mm-hmm. at Positron underscore COH, mm-hmm. Nivian underscore COH, and COH underscore OCR, which is the com- community relations team. Yeah, Posi was tweeting from Comic Con. Yeah, they've all been tweeting from Comic Con. Lots of cool twit pics of pictures. Oh, and yeah, stuff. that and, was really cool. Yeah, and it's I. Liberty. Mm hmm. We actually talk about that in a second. A couple honorable mentions. Uh, there's also at Play and C, mm-hmm. so the the mothership, the master company. That's been there for a while, I think. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Probably. I had never looked for it, and I saw one that that I think Posy was following is at the Titan Network. So we've talked in the past about mm, Titan right. tools and the character build and all that stuff. So they're also on Twitter. Cool. And of course, there's at Chuchus and at Vivid Muse. We're there. <laughs> So, as I said, Paragon Studios was at Comic-Con this past weekend. Finishing up today. Finishing? Finishing? Yeah. Yeah. Had you been there, <laughs> you could have stopped at the COH booth and picked up a costume code card. Yeah, Like they've done in the past. Yeah. This year's was the Knives of Artemis. I saw. I didn't even bother nice. asking because they never replied last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nah. <laughs> There was a few exchanges that fizzled. Yeah. But we're not bitter. We're not bitter. (laughs) Reading updates from their Twitter streams, it looks like they had a really good time. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of contests for t-shirts, as well as opportunities to have portraits drawn of your characters. Mm. There was some cool artwork I saw. Cool. We have an announcement on new official message boards. Official COH boards are being migrated to a new system. Part of the migration is to merge the North American and European boards. As part of the migration, they will only be moving over the last two years of private messages, PMs. Also, your handle will be locked, so you won't ever, ever, ever be able to change it, with one exception. Because of the merge of the North American and European boards, there may be some naming conflicts. If your name conflicts with somebody on the other side, you will be given an opportunity to pick a new name. The latest announcement reads, between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. Pacific time on Tuesday, July 28th, the current UBB message boards will be taken offline in order to transfer the data over to the vBulletin message boards. This means that the UBB message boards will not be accessible during that time. The work that needs to be done on the new boards is expected to take approximately 72 hours. And in other big news for you story writing junkies, Mm -hmm. there are additional Mission Architect story slots on sale now. Get them while they're hot. (laughs) (laughs) Just can't stop designing Mission Architect gameplay masterpieces? Well, now you can increase your repertoire. Additional Mission Architect story slots are available for purchase. One, two, or five for $5.99, $9.99, and $19.99, respectively up to a maximum of eight slots per game account. Please note, existing rules applicable to inherent story slots also apply to purchase story slots. Having one of your published stories awarded with Dev's Choice will free up one of your slots, but getting one of your published stories suspended will result in that particular slot being unavailable for the duration of the suspension. Mm-hmm. Slap down. <laughs> and then we have... The Issue 16 announcement, titled Power Spectrum. As was hinted at before, Issue 16 is all about power customization. The announcement reads, City of Heroes' latest offering, Issue 16 Power Spectrum, forever changes the way all super-powered beings will look at their powers. Now changing the colors of your powers is as easy as changing the colors of your cape. At last, our next free content update unveils the all-new, much-requested, and long-awaited Powers Customization System. 
You wanted more control over what your character's powers look like, and you're getting it. I-16 takes City of Heroes' unparalleled character creator to the next level by unveiling a kaleidoscope of colors for your character's powers. Become your own pyrotechnician as you select themes for your character's powers and color coordinate the hues of the power effects. Purple heels. (laughs) New character creator. Not only does the newly updated character creator allow players to jump directly between archetype power sets, costumes, and character ID in any order without losing progress, it also allows you to select your colors and theme for each individual power or apply it to the entire power set. Mm -hmm. These themes will allow for color tinting of geometry and particle effects, such as energy blast colors and force field colors. Cool. The primary and secondary colors of any power effect can be changed individually for each power in the set. Whoa. That's, that's pretty... going to make some pretty busy screens. I know. <laughs> Lag. Customizable powers. Customizable power sets include Cold Domination, Dark Armor, Dark Blast, Dark Melee, Dark Miasma, Earth Control, Earth Melee, Electric Armor, Electric... Are they listing all of them? <laughs> Presumably some aren't It certainly seemed like a whole mess of powers. <laughs> so I'm going to skip to the bottom where it says super strength and martial arts will each receive an alternate animation for their powers. Mm-hmm. And stone armor and necromancy will include limited customization. So I guess those are the exceptions. Because, dude, I'm not reading all those words. <laughs> <laughs> Too many words. Other I-16 features. Power set proliferation. More power sets are now in the hands of archetypes who couldn't use them previously. Blasters will have access to radiation blast. Mm -hmm. Brutes will get their claws on. Mm. And controllers can now freeze it up with cold domination. Corruptors get to feel the twang of archery and trick arrow. Defenders can go high tech with assault rifle and traps. Yeah. (laughs) Eh. And Dominators can pulverize their enemies with Earth Assault. Okay. Um, well, there are people that are going to be very excited about that. Absolutely. And, they will you know, be very excited like many about people that. people say, it's a defender. It's not a healer. It's not... Right. Exactly. Right. So, as a defender, you can set up those traps and fortify your... That's true. Bunker. An Assault Rifle also has what? It's, a, it's Assault Rifles and Traps is the power set. You know I'm not a weapons girl. I would I wouldn't mm-hmm. choose that. So right. I don't know what the, what's in there. Is it just like those two things? Is it like the um? What's the one that you know, I devices have? Is devices, what, right? Yeah, so what my first blaster had. So right, I think I had devices on a tune. Up grenades and trip yeah, mines those are more like control items, and, though. Mm-hmm. So assault rifle and traps. I mean, I obviously traps is like a control power control mm-hmm. issue kind of thing control issue (laughs) (laughs) so assault rifle and traps obviously you've got offensive weapons there school me because i don't know i've never done assault Mm -hmm. rifles or traps have you ever done you know i've never done assault rifle either okay yeah i've never a little very little bit i've created one or two saw the look didn't really care for all the noise and yeah (laughs) moved on but if i remember i it's a wide range tommy gun from the mop from the family (laughs) never ending So there's a wide range of assault rifles, so you have different specialty utility bullets. Yeah, I'm not a weapons girl, so (laughs) I never even looked at that power set. I never would have looked at devices if I hadn't seen your fire blaster. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry guys, little little tangent (laughs) there. And I think I trailed off on, and dominators can pulverize their enemies with earth assault. Masterminds heat things up with thermal radiation. Scrappers and tankers get ready to fry their woes with electric melee and electric armor. And finally, stalkers get to swing their own mighty broadsword. Which seems weird as well. A broadsword on a stalker. Mm, I don't know. I mean, it's the whole power set proliferation. They're trying to share things across people. May there may be people out there that have been saying, "If only my stalker." You know, I'm sure there have been. Everybody yeah. wants to have a taste of everything. So, mm-hmm. even though something, it, it's still, it is kind of hard to think of these things because we're used to back in the old days, right. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. And we're not even old timers in the game. Yeah, we're like middle aged, I guess, in the game. <laughs> but you know, it is, it is odd. It kind of you have to tweak your perspective. Yeah, of things. You know, like assault rifles and 
on a defender. It's kind of like, huh. And so, yeah, just a little perspective change. Enhanced difficulty options. Players can now fine-tune their difficulty levels by telling the game exactly how they want to be treated. They can choose to be regarded as a specific team size, even if they are soloing. Mm-hmm. And even have control over the level they are detected to be when it comes to the dynamic spawn system. So if you ever wanted to see your scrapper could take on a map that is populated for an eight-person team four levels higher than your own, now you can. The difficulty settings of the mission owner dictate how the mission is handled, just as before, and you can change your difficulty settings at any Hero core representative in Paragon City or a Fate Weaver in Rogue Isles. Other features to be announced. Seems to me to be a farmer's dream. Well, and <laughs> it, it... set... Yeah, fine tune the number of bad guys, max yeah. it out, and which is interesting because it seems like they were trying to penalize people for making farm missions and mission creator. Yeah, I mean mission architect. Well, then I know a lot of people that are you know were always very excited to be able to solo and be able to oh trick it in to get an extra bad guys absolutely. or whatever. And well, just and how have many, that challenge? And how many times have you been you know at you know the auction house or whatever, mm-hmm. and someone says, "Can you join my team for a minute?" Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's been going on in game. This definitely makes it easier for those Mm -hmm. people that don't have to spend 10 minutes recruiting and then filling in the map and then everybody dropping. But Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just surprised is all. But it's all about the customization. Yeah. You know, play the game how you want to play it. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, you know, we're a fast food society. We want to play it our way. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, issue 15 anniversary released live. Live servers. (laughs) The time has come. Your hard work beta testing has paid off, and we are now pleased to announce that issue 15 anniversary is now officially released and available on the live servers. That's awkwardly phrased. (laughs) (laughs) This unique content update, while moving the game story and progression forward, marks the return of the popular fifth column villain group by allowing you to play a new task force and strike force that reintroduces them into the game. Dun-dun-dun. With the return of old foes, a powerful adversary who has been trapped is now free. Whether you protect Paragon City or serve Lord Recluse, a time of change is before you. What does the opening of the Omega Team time capsule hold in store for Paragon City and Rogue Isles? Find out by playing Issue 15 Anniversary. What are you waiting for? Jump in and get playing. We're waiting for time to be freed up. That's what we're waiting for. <laughs> we need more time. So we'd read previously some things that were coming that were in beta, the, the, some of the different features. I'm not going to go over every individual piece because a lot of it's pretty widely known. So instead of repeating ourselves from the last episode where we announced what was coming, we're, we're going to skip reading the overview and mm-hmm. just go directly into the release notes for I-15. Right, babe? Yeah. Okay. Real quick before we jump into the release notes for I-15... There was a notice that said, save the date for double XP. Mm-hmm. And this went out, I think, I'm pretty sure it went out as an email, so a lot of people probably already know. But mm-hmm. just as a reminder, it's going to be next weekend. Double XP weekend, July 31st to August 2nd. Mm-hmm. We know you've been waiting to hear so that you can meticulously craft your plan of attack. Go ahead, <laughs> take off work, ignore all of your other responsibilities. Put a mini fridge next and microwave next to your computer is what Stock I say. Stock up on easily grabbable snacks and beverages. <laughs> we won't tell anyone. <laughs> Just make sure you save the date because the next day of here is Double XP Weekend will be Friday, July 31st at 8.59 a.m. Pacific. Which is noon Eastern. Minus one minute. Minus one minute. <laughs> and concludes Sunday, August 2nd at 8.59 p.m. or midnight Eastern. Minus one minute. <laughs> don't Although, miss out. don't we know, it doesn't always end at midnight. Yeah, they tend to let the XP go into the wee hours. and like some, the spice. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like 8, 9, 10 a.m. the next day. Because we've gone hours past midnight shut off, <laughs> and we're still sucking up the XP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is bad for the jobs. <laughs> going in funky to work. <laughs> so I-15, anniversary release notes. Sweet. Which is more of an overview. There's many more details in there. So many details that you can get lost in them that we'll link to. Yeah, we'll link to the notes, but yeah. So the biggie is the fifth column task force slash strike force. 
which we had described before the plot, but here's some of the specifics about it. Villain Strike Force, titled Thus Spoke the Reichsman. The Strike Force contact name is Barracuda in Grandville. Minimum team size is four villains. Recommended size is six villains. Level requirements 45 to 50, and it consists of five missions. The Hero Task Force is Return of the Reichsman. Contact is Dr. Khan. Khan. Founders Falls. (laughs) Minimum team size, four heroes. Recommended size, six heroes. Level 45 to 55 missions. Mm. There are two new costumes included with issue 15. Vines and ulterior themed costume sets. Note, there's a known issue with the Vine set. The cape is temporarily unavailable for female body types. And there was another note that the skirts only go on the females that... You can't put them on the huger males, but no vine kind kilts. of implied. And there are over 20 new character faces, which provide even more options for character customization. Included the new costume change emotes, just recently introduced in Super Booster 2 Magic. Costume change emotes represent a brand new feature type that provides fun and colorful transitions between two different costumes for a given character. The new costume change emotes for issue 15 are separate from Super Booster 2 Magic, and are free to players. Players activate them using custom change interface selectable from the main menu. They include backflip, salute, howl, evil laugh, peacebringer transform, and warshade transform. The last two, of course, being Keldeans only. Mission architect updates include a new server-wide architect chat channel. The command to use the mission architect chat channel is slash MA. There's a new map available called Granville Beach. Other mission architect creation enhancements include new options for creating custom stories. The user interface now has a random button so the players can search for a random story arc. And the page display in the mission architect user interface has been improved. And then for the combined notes, for arenas, fix the bug where one could teleport during the buff period in arenas. Mm, That would be interesting. Quite unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Fixed a bug where some arena maps were still requiring at least six players. Fixed the bug where if your character was dead at the moment an arena match ended, the character would spawn back into the world zone dead, forcing the character to go back to the world zone hospital. Fixed a bug where sometimes killing someone during an arena match's sudden death wouldn't properly win the match. What's with all this death? Nobody <laughs> dies in City of Heroes. True. For arena badges, the following arena badges are now available to players who participate in arena matches. Arena Victor, this badge is awarded for winning your first arena match. Arena Duelist, this badge is awarded for winning your first arena duel match. Tournament Victor, uh, for winning your first Swiss draw tournament. Arena Survivalist, for winning your first free-for-all match. Pintad Victor, awarded for winning your first Pintad or Septad match. Arena All-Star, obtain all five of the badges to earn this badge. Thinking some people are earning those on login. (laughs) In addition to the above new badges, the following weight class badges will now correctly be granted to players who win a rated scheduled match. Strawweight Champion, Flyweight Champion, Bantamweight, Featherweight, Lightweight, Welterweight, Middleweight, Cruiserweight, heavyweight, and super heavyweight champion. The weight class arena badges should now correctly display their flashing pop-up text as well as their chat dialogue text. Mm-hmm. Badges. The master architect badge should now correctly state that it will grant charges of the invigorate power instead of the vitalize power when a player logs off in either a university or architect entertainment building. The Rocket Man badge should now have its name be Rocket Woman if the owner is a female character. The Mission Architect Day Job Accolade badge should now show the player help text on how to obtain it once either of the Professor or Architect Day Job badges has been earned. Iron Man slash Iron Woman badge should no longer refer to a female character owning the badge as Iron Man in the badge's description. Mm. The Soul Taker badge should correctly spell <laughs> Tarexis correctly, <laughs> but Viv won't be pronouncing it correctly. T-A-R-I-X-U-S. The Wise Guy slash Wise Gal badge should no longer refer to a female character owning the, guy, the badge as Wise Guy in the badge's description. 
discerning type. You like to be on the inside. I can tell. Have I got a deal for you. Now, you're familiar with Mer Lafferty's Heaven series, right? Two best friends travel the afterlife, disrupting mythology, checking out heavens and hells of different religions and species, even working on making a world of their own and screwing it up in the meantime. So yeah, yeah, you've heard it. That's why I'm talking to you. You know that she's currently writing the final installment, right? It's called War, and will feature all your favorite characters from the previous four installments, let you explore the floating city of Meridian, and discover who exactly is behind the siege on Heaven. But the podcast doesn't launch until June 1st. You hate waiting, don't you? What would you do if I said you could go to heavennovel.com right now and sign up to get the book as Murr is writing it? You can get access to a secret Twitter feed where she talks about the work in progress. You can get the text via blog or PDF. And when the audio podcast launches, you will get it earlier than everyone else does. Also, if you're going to be at Balticon, Origins, Worldcon, or DragonCon this year, Murr is hosting coffee meetings to hang out and discuss heaven, war, or whatever you like with the author herself. You can get all of this for $4.99, less than the cost of a paperback. So go to heavennovel.com right now, register for the site, and get the inside story. Hi, this is Mer Lafferty from the Playing for Keeps novel at playingforkeepsnovel.com and when I played City of Heroes I played a healer who was uh, I named him Hot Doctor and he was very hot and he healed people and he like ran around and people really liked to to him to join the thing and, and he was very big on the um, healing and, and I got him up to, to 20th level uh, before Mar? I had to yeah, we need to get back on track here hi this is Merle Lafferty and you're listening to the City of Heroes podcast thank you very much Villains who earn the popular and leader badges should have the badge description refer to the Rogue Isles instead of Paragon City. Well, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Heroes that earned villain-only monster badges and villains that earned hero-only monster badges during the 5th anniversary have had these badges revoked. Added text to the Arena Tournament badges that explains how you get them as well as how you got them. Corrected the hint text for the Mission Engineer Accolade. It should now correctly hint at the correct requirements for the changes made to Mission Architect in Issue 15. The Leader Badge will now have the unique long help text for both heroes and villains instead of being the same as the popular badge. Fixed a typo in the Depths of Time badge description. Fixed a bug that would cause the removed architect badges to constantly be granted and then immediately revoked, mm. which would cause them to occasionally appear in the most recent tab. Mm. For bases, change the operation of the slash coalition underscore cancel slash command and the coalition menu in the SG window so they now work correctly when the allied SG no longer exists. For day jobs, Fixed a bug that would cause a character with the Cray Scientist badge to earn sleep grenade charges while in a hospital instead of the university. The architect and experienced architect day job powers should now correctly state that they award an end of mission ticket bonus of 5 and 10% instead of 1 and 2 tickets. For emotes, the slash Alakazam React emote will now function properly when a character is in the air. Never tried that in the air. I mean, oh, I tried it in the air. <laughs> you turn into a pumpkin. It didn't work when happens. I tried it in the air. Interesting. I haven't tried it in the air in ages. It could be a flying pumpkin. Well, it's because you, you're when you're flying, you immediately move, and if you're in Alakazam React, mm. as soon as you move, mm-hmm. it would pop you out of it. So I, <laughs> yeah.
Never worked for me. And fixed animation bug with the at ease emote. On a gameplay, fixed a client-side crash that resulted when a player, not on a team, logged out with an active architect entertainment mission, logged back into the game, and accepted a team invite. Oh, no, you won't. (laughs) (laughs) If a non-teamed player receives an invitation while on an architect entertainment mission, the player will now receive a warning that they will be dropped from the AE mission slash arc. If a player tries to invite another player who is already part of a task force strike force running an architect entertainment arc, they will not receive any invite from the player, and the player sending the invite will get a message saying that the other player is already on a team and cannot be invited. Players are no longer able to re-invite others to a task force after the task force has started. Adjusting freak show spawns to spawn correctly at level 46 plus, and the Hamadon mitochondria electrolytes... <laughs> Rondo Blast will no longer chain indefinitely. <laughs> okay, it's the electrolytic blast. Yeah. But Brondo has what plants need. Yes. Or what plants crave. What plants crave. Oh. What do plants crave? Electrolytes. <laughs> Invention. For Airburst. The Airburst IO set should have its recipe display name and enhancement display name be consistent. Yes, it should. Yes, it should. (laughs) Does it now? It always should have. (laughs) I'm going to guess it does now. Yes. (laughs) Armageddon slash chance for fire damage should no longer have a chance to damage the user if used in powers like burn. Backfiring is not appreciated. (laughs) The candy cane salvage should now appear in the user's event salvage tab instead of the special salvage tab. Hmm. Coercive persuasion slash contagious confusion should no longer confuse the caster's pet. No, it shouldn't. Fixed a typo in the gladiator's armor, teleportation protection, plus defense all enhancement description. Fixed a bug that caused kinetic combat, accuracy slash damage, damage slash endurance, damage slash recharge, and damage slash endurance slash recharge at level 25 to cost significantly more influence or infamy than it should have. The Positron's Blast set should correctly display its name as Positron's Blast instead of Positron's Blast. One of them is apostrophe S. Thank you, because <laughs> I didn't hear a difference. <laughs> For Soulbound Allegiance, these enhancements will now enhance summoned pets provided their summoner is security level 50. For Unquenchable Flame, fixed a typo in the Unquenchable Flame salvage description. Fix the bug where recipes did not display a tooltip when moused over. Damage resistance bonuses granted by invention origin sets like Aegis or Shield Wall will no longer be modified by archetype modifiers. This means that all archetypes will get the advertised bonus on the enhancement. All damage proc effects and invention origin enhancements will now state the rate at which they will be triggered, the damage type they inflict, and the measure of damage they inflict. For Macintosh users, fixed a vertical sync option for Mac users, fixed a memory leak issue that affected a small number of Mac users. Please note that Mac OS X Tiger is not an officially supported operating system for City of Heroes, and that when Snow Leopard launches, users using OS X Tiger may not be able to run City of Heroes. Huh, interesting. I still run Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Not so raw anymore. Mm-mm. Under Merit Rewards, fixed a typo in the random level 35 to 39 rare recipe reward description. Defeating the Hamadon has had its merits awarded increased from 40 to 52. This was due to a merits per minute recalculation made in a previous patch that was overlooked for the Hamadon. Several changes in Mission Architect include level range per mission may now be set by the author in the Mission Architect. If the player does not set these levels, then story arcs must obey the same level restrictions as what is currently on live. However, if they set the level, then any level range may be used, but it will conform to these rules. A critter that spawns higher than the level range chosen will be brought down. A critter that spawns lower than the level range chosen will not be brought up. If there are critters outside the range, they will display warning messages inside of the error messages in the editor. Additionally, players will see a warning message on the arc if it contains higher level critters which have been brought down. Comments are now gathered together on the client and are readable 
via the comments button on your published arcs. Hmm. Collection objects can now be triggered like other objectives. The vendor will now sell random common salvage in both the invention salvage and reward rolls categories. Empty is now a valid choice for villain groups. Prisoners have been removed as a villain group in Mission Architect. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe bad things were happening. Like <laughs> we're worried about a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Mistreating the prisoners and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It is possible to set the level range of a mission so that it goes above or below the level range of the villains used in the mission. In this case, Mission Architect will now make adjustments. Critter spawning will first make a pass through normal matching routine. If critters are found at the level of the mission, they will spawn. If nothing is found, Mission Architect will try to spawn ignoring the critter level restrictions. Anything that will be spawned down at below minimum level range will be available to spawn. Anything that will be spawned up at above maximum level range will only spawn if it is within three levels of the highest critter. A lot of rules. Well, maybe that would alleviate the problem we were having at our meetup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fixed a bug with custom critters where a custom boss would be accompanied by fifth column minions. <laughs> critters accompanying custom boss spawns should now be drawn from the same custom villain group as the custom boss or from the villain group of the mission as a whole if the custom villain group doesn't contain any other critters. Maps with multiple floors should now display correctly on the mission setting summary screen. And fixed many mini-maps in the Mission Architect preview window that were the wrong scale and therefore did not show up correctly. Mission Architect Custom Critters Over 40 critters were reclassified or added. Mission Architect Badges The Mission Architect badge experience has gone under a revamp. All series of badges that previously required an objective to be completed a number of times, for instance, click on X objectives, defeat X enemies, play X missions, etc., have been reduced to a single badge that only requires these objectives to be completed once. For example, you'll now get the Ticket Taker badge for earning your first ticket, the author badge from the first person playing your Mission Architect arc, and recognized for someone raiding your mission for the first time. This means a number of badges needed to be removed and requirements for some badges to be changed. 97 badges have been removed from the Mission Architect badge list. 29 Mission Architect badges remain. Streamlining. Yeah, and they actually list them individually. Oh, yeah. We're not going to do that. <laughs> the Mission Engineer accolade now requires the following badges. Thrill Seeker. Gamer. Ticket Taker. Author. Recognized, Early Bird, Customizer, and Bug Fixer. Powers General, Dark Miasma slash Dark Servant. All versions of this power should now correctly be able to be slotted with accurate healing and accurate two-hit debuff IO sets. Energy Melee's Barrage corrected the short and long help on all versions of this power to state that it deals moderate damage and has a fast recharge rate. Fiery Aura's Temperature Protection clarified this power grants slow resistance by adding this to its short help and long help. Hibernate. All versions of Hibernate should use the correct PFX now so that the user should be fully encased in ice, which is one of my favorite. Mm -hmm. I love how that looks. I'm an ice girl. Personal Force Field. All versions of Personal Force Field should now state that it grants resistance to all damage except Toxic. This power has never granted toxic resistance. This is just a clarification in its short help. (laughs) It's not a nerf. Don't spam us. Pocket D VIP teleporter. The activation sound for the teleport to Pocket D power should now stop playing if the power is interrupted. Cool. That's always irritated me. Well, when I've done it, it's irritated me. It didn't irritate me unless it was going on. Power soul essence. (laughs) I can just see you walking around. Damn that sound. Damn sound. (laughs) Yeah, driving to work. (laughs) Power Soul Essence. The temporary Power Soul Essence has had its looping animation removed. As a passive power, it should not have had an animation. Psychic Whale. All versions of Psychic Whale had its short help changed to explain that it is a PBAOE power, not a close AOE power. Revive Ally. 
the Revive Ally Day Job Power had its confirmation window text adjusted to better match what the power does for the target. Mm-hmm. Sprint. The dust trail from Sprint will no longer continue to play in air if a flight power is turned on while sprinting. Mm-hmm. Fixed a bug where certain powers, such as plant controls, carry, and creepers, would not properly pass enhancement bonuses to the summoned creatures. Tag Nabbit. You know, I never did get to play at my plant controller. <laughs> Short help for powers that refer to damage should now all share the same DMG abbreviation. Fixed a bug where cones could hit significantly more enemies than intended. Mm. Sad. <laughs> PVP. Coned. Coned. <laughs> I do love that law cat. <laughs> PVP. Amy's ward power. Amy Johnson. Johnson. That was like Johnson. Johansson. Yeah. Are we both having the same brain fart? Maybe it's really Johnson. I always remember it as Johansson. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting that we would both think it's the same thing. <laughs> We're either right or <laughs> identically stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Johnson should be more discriminating in who she heals and attacks. Well, yes, she should be. <laughs> I say be more discerning, young Amy. Controller, fire control. Fire cage now lasts four seconds versus players. <laughs> Controllers, Storm Summoning, Steamy Mist now correctly provides Confuse Resistance in PvP. Controllers, Thermal Radiation, Forge no longer causes Suppression in PvP. Corruptors, Thermal Radiation, same thing. Freedom Core, Cataphract, Tear Gas, Fixed Malfunctioning, Freedom Core, Cataphracts. All cataphracts have been correctly loaded with a four-second duration tear gas. Don't bother correcting my pronunciation because I like saying cataphracts. <laughs> mystic Fortune Buff. If you have a Mystic Fortune Buff on you going into an arena event with Tim Powers disabled, the buff will be disabled during the match. Psionic Manipulations Drain Psyche. Reduced Recovery Debuff to 80%. Psionic Assault, Drain Psyche, Reduced Recovery Debuff to 80%. Capped the base duration of all mezzes in PvP zones and arena to 4 seconds. Mm-hmm. Strength mods can still increase the duration of the mez beyond 4 seconds. Fix the bug where powers were being cleared when entering and leaving PvP zones. Huh. Stun duration for all versions of Rise of the Phoenix is now correctly set to two seconds in blank. I'm assuming PvP. <laughs> PvP badges now show the correct behavior when earned. Floating text appears when they are earned and they show up under, quote, most recent badges. Change the warning sounds that occur during the countdown in a server scheduled arena match to only occur during the final 10 seconds of the countdown instead of occurring every minute. For zones, Added Vanguard NPCs to the AE building in the Rikti War Zone. For user interface, line breaks and character descriptions now display correctly. For trading salvage, fix debug so that the amount slider now works correctly, no longer jumps to a larger value. Notes specific to Hero Side. Under Badges, heroes should no longer earn progress toward the Arachno's Rising History Badge, as this is a badge that is unobtainable by heroes. <laughs> No more false hope. Yeah. <laughs> For powers, blasters, munitions, mastery slash sleep grenade, custom assault rifles should now be visible if this power is used when the rifle is not drawn already. For controllers, gravity control slash dimension shift, corrected missing visual effect. For Peacebringers, the Ouroboros portal power icon will now correctly gray out when the user is shapeshifted using the Nova and Dwarf forms. Portals only for the human mood. Scrappers, Weapon Mastery slash Exploding Shuriken fixed a typo in this power's combat channel text. And Activating Willpower slash Heightened Senses while in Claw's combat mode will now play the correct animation. The Warshades get the same Peacebringer note that the Ouroboros Portal power icon will now correctly gray out when a Nova and Dwarf forms. For tasks, many safeguard missions that were uncompletable due to lack of bank robbers have been fixed. Hmm. Uh, that's happened to us a couple times. Yeah. That was very annoying. Yeah. That's a nice word for it. Villain specific. Under badges, fixed a bug that would allow villains to gain progress towards the hero academic history badge. Mm. 
The Hallow Spirit Badge should once again be available to villains. A bug caused this badge to be revoked if the player was a villain. Players who had earned the badge will receive the badge once again. Cool. General Powers. Fix a typo and the Martial Accolade Powers long help. And for Arachnos Soldiers, Wide Area Grenade. This power incorrectly listed its recharge as medium in its long help. It should now correctly display its recharge as long. Fixed hit effects for Venom Grenades so that they stay a consistent size regardless of the scale of the initial target. And reduced animation time for Single Shot, Wide Area Web Grenade, Venom Grenade, and Frag Web Grenade. There's been a Dominator Archetype revamp. Remove the damage bonus granted from Domination and increased melee damage modifier from 0.75 to 1.05 and range damage modifier from 0.65 to 0.95. This will allow the Dominator to deal greatly improved damage regardless if they are in Domination mode or not. Mm. Go Dominators. Corrected Dominator archetype description to reflect recent changes. Under Electricity Assault, reduce damage scale, reduced recharge, and reduced endurance cost of Havoc Punch and Charged Brawl. Zap has increased the power's damage scale, increased its recharge, and increased its endurance cost. Thunderstrike decreased the damage scale of single target portion, reduced its recharge, and reduced its endurance cost. Reduce the area of effect portion of the power's damage scale. For Energy Assault, increase the damage scale of Power Push, increase the damage scale, increased recharge, increased endurance cost, and increased radius of Whirling Hands. Increase the damage scale, recharge, and endurance cost of the following powers, Bone Smasher, Power Blast, Total Focus, Sniper Blast, and Power Burst. Fire Assault, increase direct damage component damage scale, Increased recharge and increase the endurance cost for Fire Blast, Blazing Bolt, and Blaze. For Incinerate, increase this power's damage over time damage scale, increase its recharge, and increase its endurance cost. For Flares, decrease the power's damage scale, increase its recharge, and increase its endurance cost. For Combustion, they decrease this power's damage over time component damage scale, increase its recharge, and its endurance cost. For Icy Assault, the Ice Sword Circle decreased the power's damage scale, increased its recharge, and increased its endurance cost, and increased its radius from 10 feet to 15 feet. Hmm. Psionic Assault, increased damage scale, increased recharge, and increased endurance cost. For Psionic Dart, Mind Probe, Telekinetic Thrust, Mental Blast, Psychic Scream, and Psionic Lance. For Psionic Shockwave, decrease the power's damage scale, increase its recharge, increase its endurance cost, and decrease its radius from 25 feet to 15 feet. For Thorny Assault, increase damage scale, increase recharge, and increase endurance cost. For Skewer, Thorn Burst, and Impale. Finally, for Gravity Control, Lift, increase the power's damage scale, and Dimension Shift, corrected missing visual effect. Lots of Dominator changes. Yeah. <laughs> For Masterminds, Necromancy slash Soul Extraction, this power should now accept Recharge Intensive Pet Invention Origin Enhancements. Mm. For Ninjas slash Kuji and Zen, <laughs> this power when used on your... <laughs> I love the nervous face. Yeah. We're going to get I know slammed. we had asked about this at one point. Genin, G-E-N-I-N. Mm. Henchmen will correctly display... That these henchmen minions receive new shuriken powers instead of archery powers. Ninjas slash train ninjas, the power when used on your Ganon henchmen will correctly display that these henchmen minions receive new shuriken powers instead of archery powers. Mm. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Protector bot seeker drones no longer have any collisions at all. Ever? There's a period there. They mean it. Yeah. <laughs> They're emphatic. For Night Widows, training slash smoke grenade. This power no longer accepts accuracy enhancements as it no longer has a two-hit check. It now auto-hits foes. Hmm. For pow. Dang that ghost widow. She don't play. <laughs> For stalkers, willpower slash heightened senses. Activating willpower slash heightened senses while in claws combat mode will now play the correct animation. 
and fixed a number of typos in the critical hit portion of Stalker combat chat text that stated that the user was dealing lethal damage. For Villain Zones, Capo Diablo <laughs> fixed the bug where Death Surge would not spawn after 100 gremlins were defeated. Almost there, folks. Almost there. Well, and on July 1st, there were release notes for a patch, and it just basically addressed several bugs that were causing stability issues. For Europe only, addressed a bug that prevented European players from entering the French and German servers. And that was really pretty much it. Okay. So, hopefully, you know, 25 days later, they're still seeing improvement from that. (laughs) And with that, you're current... Yeah. I'm sure they'll release I-16 tomorrow or something. Well, yeah, that's what happened last time. (laughs) The last time we did an episode, they released it the next morning. So, yeah, yeah, I'm expecting, you know, going rogue to launch in the morning now. (laughs) See, guys, we're just here to help. Right. When we release, good things happen. (laughs) We hope. (laughs) No promises. Well, thank everybody for listening. If you want to call us and leave us a voicemail, you can do so at... The voicemail number is gone. Ugh. K7. If you want to send us an email, you can do that at cohpodcast at gmail.com, <laughs> or you can leave a comment at cohpodcast.com, or you can join our forums at cohpodcast.com slash forums. That's right. You can't call us. No. Because we have phone fail. Yes. K7 took our line away due to inactivity. Yeah. So. Wait. Wait. <laughs> and we haven't set up another one yet, so... No. Yeah. Because we're here <laughs> recording instead of spending five seconds doing that. So, anyways, thank you for listening. So, expect to see another episode from us in August. Cross your fingers for us for the Parsecs at Dragon Con Labor Day yes. weekend. We're nervously excited and can't <laughs> wait to meet people that are going to be there. So, let us know. Shoot us an email at yeah. podcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you'll be there. Yes. And we'll set something up. Sounds good. Good hunting, heroes. Bye. This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes.